1: conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
2: their experience in sports varies of course uh, vinny has got uh, experience in the nfl and uh, i suck at uh, electric football
3: Vinny and haney 1057 fan. Mm.
2: five seven the fan Feature artist Friday Three Dog Night That is chosen by you the people Anything you want to hear from them Send your song request Plaza Ford Tax Line I Remember this song What's the name of this song? Umba Shambhala Something like that You got it
4: Shambhala Yeah What do I win? Um, As always nothing yeah.
2: Trip I'm, to your pool
4: I don't have a pool I gotta go to my cousin's
2: <laughs> Wow Story of my life. Attaboys boys at the year. Ravens tomorrow taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers preseason finale. Looking to start a new streak. Orioles taking on uh, Colorado tonight. We'll get into all of that good stuff as the Orioles are uh, coming off a series win again against Toronto. Still solidified in their top spot in the East. Two games up on Tampa, who, by the way, will be coming to Baltimore uh, in about three weeks here so that'll be an epic series for sure college football starts tomorrow as we said a couple of big fights going on in the heavyweight division if you're a fan of the pugilism as i am but let's start with the ravens here hour number two of the show from the baltimore banner let's welcome back jonas Schaefer. jonas good morning
5: morning, fellas. How's it going? Good, Joe.
2: All right. Now, well, where has Mark Andrews been as he's mispracticed the last couple of days? I know John Harbaugh addressed it to some level. It's always the nothing serious sort of thing. We did see Andrews doing some national TV interview stuff Monday down at FedEx Field, but any intel as to where number 89 has been?
5: Yeah, it's, it's unclear. Uh, I wish I had more information for you guys. I, I think I, I probably was among the uh, the gaggle of reporters who suggested that it was definitely an injury because john harbaugh was asked in the framing of the question like it was an injury but um as we kind of put the pieces together afterwards you know he was fine on in the saturday practice he was obviously warming up on monday um so you know it's possible he has some personal stuff going on that he has to attend to and that would explain how obliquely uh John Harbaugh answered that so Mark's a great guy hoping everything's good with him either physically or mentally or emotionally or whatever but um you know I I trust John that it's probably not something that's going to be uh you know lingering into the season
2: now Jonas I know you did your update at 53 on the Baltimore banner a couple of days ago obviously that'll change next week but staying with tight end Travis Vokalek the rookie out of Nebraska definitely flashed on a national stage, has looked good at practice all year long. How much more difficult has he made this? Job? I mean, Kohler likely, Andrews obviously, or Locks, I guess. Ricard, and now that he's back at fullback. But has Volka like a guy that they're like, oh man, could this be a fifty-four man roster sort of thing?
5: <laughs> Does he clear waivers? Basically, uh, it's it's tough to say. I mean, uh, I think as Vinny can attest to, uh, a lot of G- a lot of GMs around the league have pretty strongly held priors. And here's a guy who is old for his draft class. I think he was in college for five or six years who never had more than 220 yards uh, receiving in a season in college who has good size, but isn't like bulked up in a way that Josh Oliver or Nick Boyle obviously were. I mean, just kind of looking at him in the locker room, it was surprising to see how relatively uh, skinny or thin he was. So, you know, obviously, those two touchdowns will, will do a lot for him come uh, waiver wire time, but I don't think it's a slam dunk that teams are going to be making space in their roster for a guy who isn't a great athlete. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you are claiming someone like Bokolek to be the third tight end on your team, Uh, you probably have that expectation of him playing special teams and maybe a good amount of special teams. And I I just don't know if he has that kind of juice physically to, to warrant a spot. So it's a really interesting case. Um, Obviously the Ravens would love to have him on the practice squad, but I don't think it's going to be the end of the world. If if he ends up somewhere else.
6: Now, Jonas, what about, what do you think they're going to do with um, Humphrey and Bowser?
5: I think, you know, just from watching that smart Humphrey interview yesterday that he did on his podcast, I mean, you know, he's still somewhat optimistic that he could be back for week one. So that would obviously take it out of the question for mm-hmm. uh, him, you know, going on Short IR term, the, yeah. the day after the Russians are finalized. But uh, it's, it's so tough to say with Bowser. I mean, like, every time we see him, the lint gets a little bit better, but it's still there. And uh, if he's not there... Uh, in practice on Monday, then that means that he'll have less than two weeks to basically get up to full speed physically. And, um, you know, four games is a lot. It's a lot of time to miss on, on IR. So uh, I still think it's likely that, that he will be there and stay there on the 53. Uh, you know, John Harbaugh continually has expressed optimism about his rehab and, you know, where he is physically and how it's just in the agitation. Uh, but, you never know how how these things can drag. It, it's it's uh, a it's pretty uh, surprising to see him not out there, just kind of watching practices from the from the sidelines.
6: Jonas, would you say that uh, tomorrow night, other than Williams and Hamilton, everybody in the secondary should play or will play? <laughs> and forget Humphrey, uh, of course.
5: You know, I, I would like I would like them to, to play as many. I mean, uh, you know, Jalen Armour Davis still hasn't played a preseason game in his Ravens career. It would be, it would be great to see him. You know, Ronald Darby was running out there. Excuse me, mm-hmm. running around out there in practice. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks fine physically. Even obviously, though, they're probably, the, probably going to take some precautionary measures to, to make sure that they don't run him into the ground with him coming back from from that knee injury. Uh, you know, I, I would imagine that they probably would be. Uh, you know, probably probably play it safe with Rockstein, uh just considering that they definitely <laughs> cannot afford to lose him in week one. And, uh, I think that they know what they have have having him considering, you know, he was there for the start of training camp and obviously, uh, you know, OTAs and mini camp. So, uh, everyone else though, uh, you know, green flag for me, but when I asked John Harbaugh about, you know, just the guys that could get back in the secondary and whether they've been cleared to play, he you know, kind of sidestep the question and said, well, we still have to make that determination or we like them or whatever. So, um, you know, I don't think it's fair to the rest of the guys to come in with a short bench considering, you know, what our Darius Washington had to do, playing, you know, three quarters and then coming back in for basically half of that final drive because everyone else was either cramping or, or unavailable. Um, you know, you got to protect those guys at the back end of the roster too.
6: Yeah, especially probably be 100 degrees Saturday. Now, Jonas, where do you yeah. see any competition still, you know, in the roster with the 53? Because I don't... I don't really see, like, uh, this guy's fighting for this job or whatever. You know, maybe at quarterback, I don't know, but I don't see anything else. Do you have any, you know, big competitions yet that you're trying to still figure out?
5: Not really. It's it's a good point. I mean, I I guess that we're at a stage right now, and I think think John alluded to this yesterday where, you know, you don't want to really – Push yourself off the bu- off the bubble uh, you could probably push yourself onto the bubble at this point but I don't know who on the roster is capable of doing that at this point I mean you know if knock on wood someone like Caillou Kelly just has another disastrous half then maybe that would influence the Ravens thinking about what they do with him or what they could get away with some cut down day um, you know obviously they're going to have to do a lot of shaking and moving with uh, the best of veterans and 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 the IR designations of whatnot at that cornerback's position uh, in the next week to to get the roster that they want, not only for the short term, but the long term as well. And, you know, you, you wonder just you know, how far Caillou Kelly's stock has fallen. You know, that, that there was a the case last year with Isaiah Mack, speaking of the Travis Localec situation where, you know, the Ravens didn't put him on the 53. Everyone was so concerned that he would be picked up because he had that tremendous preseason along the defensive line. And and then the Ravens were able to get him back on their their practice squad, uh, you know, without really any trouble. So it's always tough to get a read on, you know, just what the rest of the NFL thinks about what's happening in Baltimore because there's so many players and such a big player pool to, to consider and to, you know, put the, to to take into account for these calculations.
6: Yeah. What everybody forgets all the time, you know, Jonas is, is if you do want to pick somebody up, you do have to cut somebody. And that's somebody, you know, that you've had the whole camp. So it's, you know, because every team goes into it saying, damn, we're going to lose that guy. We're going to lose that guy. We're going to lose that everybody. We did it every year. And you're exactly right. If you lose one, maybe, you know, but everybody else is thinking the same thing. Now, what do you think about um, Keaton Mitchell? And Josh Johnson, yay or nay?
5: I think yay on Keaton. Uh, I think not only just the impressive speed, athleticism, ability out of the backfield. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know if this is a serious thing, but like it, it wouldn't surprise me if you know he, he comes in and knocks off Devin Duvernay for for a return spot. I mean, uh-huh. I, I, it's been one of the more under-discussed parts of training camp, just how. Relatively unexplosive, Devin Duvernay has looked. Uh-huh. You know, he he had in camp last year a bunch of you know catches where he was going over the top, and maybe that's just a, a byproduct of him not getting a whole lot of snaps with Lamar. And obviously, Josh Johnson and and uh, Tyler Huntley are a little less inclined to to pump it thirty yards downfield. But there were plenty of plays last year where Devin Duvernay was racing past guys on go routes or on seam routes, and we just haven't seen that. Uh, we didn't see it. In the second half of last year, before he got hurt, um, you know, he wasn't really all that impressive as a returner. You know, at around the same time that his receiving ability started to fall off, so, you know, I, I haven't heard any concern about him losing that roster spot. But, you know, I guess it's possible that he that, that he could lose a return job eventually. And I think he, Mitchell's the uh, the heir apparent there, if it's not Justice Hill. Um, and then obviously you have the him under team control for a nice, you know two or three years after this um, at a pretty reasonable rate. And then Josh Johnson, you know, we we talked so much about their decisions at wide receiver, at cornerback. I just don't think it makes a whole lot of sense to keep a third cornerback when you absolutely need all the space you can get at at cornerback. Um, I I think it was really impressive what he did on Monday. Uh, You know, if if James Prochet had caught that pass in the end zone instead of letting it be intercepted, Josh Johnson would have had a – a perfect passer rating in that game, which is a pretty, pretty incredible statistic considering he's, you know, not a whole lot of time out there and he didn't look all that great uh, against the Eagles. But, you know, he, he's a older quarterback and I think, you know, kind of a replacement-level guy that you can get in the middle of season if you really, really need to.
2: Jonas Schaefer, Baltimore Banner. Jonas, last thing for you, how would you judge David Ajabo's training camp preseason so far heading into September 10th?
5: Yeah, I think he's just trying to get himself to a spot where he's playing fast, like he was early in camp, like mm-hmm. he was in that second uh, joint practice against yep. the Commanders. Apparently, um, you know, it, it doesn't really explain the lack of pop or the, you know, inability to kind of disengage from, from some of these guys and have that that speed to power uh, burst that that we thought we would get based on you know the, the Michigan tape that he that he put out there when he was college. So. Um, you know, these these last two games have not really been all that impressive, but it, it hasn't changed how the, the Ravens feel about him. You know, he's still getting a lot of run with a lot of really important units. And, um, you know, I, I just kind of keep going back to how unimpressive Kyle Hamilton was, you know, looking at this point last year. He was missing tackles. He was looking like, you know, a very, very slow safety who whose who's mental, you know, acuity was, was not yet showing. And I don't think it's unreasonable that David Ajabo could have the kind of glow up you know, over the mid-portion or later portion of the season, just like Kyle Hamilton did.
2: He's Jonas Shaper, Baltimore Banner. Jonas, appreciate the time. Enjoy the next preseason game. The new streak starts tomorrow, right, Jonas? <laughs> Let's get it rolling. Streak. <laughs> hey, make sure you got that suntan lotion for tomorrow. There's Jonas Schaefer, everybody. It's video at 81057. The fan will come back, whip around, find out what's happening in the world of sports today and last night and historically with the Orioles. And then Keith Cavanaugh on Talk basketball, football recruiting, and start to preview Maryland. Upcoming season, Towson Tigers looming next Saturday down in College Park.
1: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Biddy and Hades, whip, whip around. Brought to you by Fox Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057, The Fan.
2: Time for the whip around. Biddy and Hades, 1057, The Fan. Featured Artist Friday, it's three dog night. Mama told me not to come, but we're here anyway. College football starts tomorrow. Navy taking on Notre Dame. And for the Fighting Irish, maybe for the first time in a long time, an elite quarterback?
6: Sam Hartman and company back on the field for Wake Forest. He's trying to go up top, going down the middle, has a man, passes, caught there. A.T. Perry breaks a tackle,
2: touchdown, Wake Forest. That's ACC Network last year, one of the 38 touchdown passes that Sam Hartman threw for the Demon Deacons. He has transferred, of course, to the University of Notre Dame. This is a guy that two years ago threw for over four thousand yards at t days. Now playing in a big stage, Golden Domers, national TV tomorrow against the Navy midshipman, Notre Dame, Vinny ranked number thirteen in the country. And Hartman, I'm sure, brings a lot of hope to the Freeman world out there in Irish land.
6: Yeah, because I think that uh, you know they feel like quarterback play wasn't great last year. I mean, that's why they went and got a portal guy, paid him what six hundred thousand nil money um so yeah i i think hope is high you know in notre dame land with the quarterback and as you know when you're playing the type of competition in the scs and ohio states of the world uh if you don't have a good quarterback you're in deep trouble
2: navy 21 point underdogs brian newberry makes his debut as the head coach for the midshipmen, San Jose State's at USC. The other ranked team playing tomorrow. The fighting, or excuse me, the Trojans ranked number six in the country. And they have the leading candidate for the Heisman Trophy. Last year's winner, Caleb Williams, USC, 30 and a half point favorites. Their last year in the Pac-12 before they moved to the Big Ten.
6: Well, the thing with Logan Riley, Bob, is, I mean, he's always had two things. Great offense. And no defense, and for them, or Lincoln Riley, for them to get to where they want to get to, their defense has got to play much better, you know. And and Caleb Williams is a stud, local kid, you know. And their defense, they they've they've got to be much better, more intense. They got to be better on defense than they've been.
2: Hey Caleb Williams, we talked about it yesterday during a buy or sell. Hinted that it's not a foregone conclusion he's going to the NFL. He's going to be the number one pick in the draft, so he's going. It's
6: just, it's just he doesn't want to tell all. I mean, I'm sure they all know they expect it, but he just doesn't want. You know, I got to play a season first. You know, these are my teammates. I gotta, you know, I can't. Yeah, I'm leaving.
2: Yeah, and he was a guy linked to Maryland, of course, because his dad's buddies with Loxley from the DMV, LSU was in the mix, but he has followed Lincoln Riley, started at Oklahoma, transferred to USC when Riley got the job there in Trojan land. So college football starting Maryland starts next Saturday against Towson. We'll talk to Keith Cavanaugh about that coming up here in a few minutes tomorrow. Heavyweight championship fight Alexander Usyk takes on Daniel Dubois. That fight is on ESPN Plus. The main event starts at 5 o'clock. There's fighting in Poland so if you don't want to stay up till 1230 and wait for the always fun pay-per-view events you can watch a championship fight coming up here at 5 and also saw so, on ESPN. Jared, Big Baby Anderson, he's back in the ring. He's 16-0, 15 knockout, so another heavyweight to keep your eye on for sure. It's the Whip Around video in Haiti, 105.7 The Fan This Day in Orioles History 1973 at Memorial Stadium against the Kansas City Royales. Rich Coggins, 2 for four, two ribbies. The Belangers, the blade, I should say, Mark Belanger, 2 for 4 with a ribby. Merv Redman two for four with a ribby. And Doyle Alexander, complete game as the Orioles clobber Kansas City 7-1 on their way to the AL East Championship. 40 years ago tonight, Memorial Stadium, Dan Ford, two-run double, bottom of the 10th, walks off Toronto. Al Bumbry, Joe Nolan score. Tippy Martinez gets the win. It was a scoreless tie through nine. Barry Bunell hit a home run off Tippy in the top of the 10th. Orioles winning on the bottom on their way to the World Championship. 1989, Yankee Stadium. Joe Worselak, two for five with a ribby. Stan Jefferson drove in a run. Cal Ripken, three hits. Jeff Ballard, Stanford Cardinal, picked up his 14th win of the season. Greg Olson gets the save, his 20th on his way to the Rookie of the Year. By the way, he's the last Oriole to win Rookie of the Year. Gunner Henderson looks to break that streak this year. 2012, Nolan, it's for you. Orioles clobbered Toronto eight to two. J.J. Hardy was three for five with a two-run bomb. Adam Jones, Matt Wieters, both had two ribbies. Manny Machado, just a youngster at that time, two for four with an RBI. Steve Johnson, Dave's Son got the win his second of the year. And then nine years ago today, also at Oriole Park at Camden Yards against Tampa, Orioles hit five homers. Name one
4: of the guys that hit a home run. 20 what year are we talking talking 14 to? 2014 uh steve pierce he did go lucky guess name another guy chris davis he did <laughs>
2: yes he did it was nelson Mar- cruz uh, no no, no. He, of all the guys he what nick bar steve pierce delman young jj hardy and chris davis all want yard chris tillman gets the win the 11th of the season for him as the Orioles on their way to the AL East Championship. Beat the Tampa Bay Rays 9-1. to That's your whip around when we come back. We'll talk Maryland football, basketball recruiting with Keith Cavanaugh. TerrapinTimes.com. Funhouse coming up. 11.45, news from the nest at noon. Start breaking down this Ravens projected 53. We'll count our weekend money at 12.15. Rock and Paco, mass at sports.com, 12.30. Talk about the series that was against the Blue Jays. Look ahead to the Rockies. Baltimore baseball tonight, live from Pickles. It'll be Tim Barbalace and Ryan Ripken tonight, brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. Stop by, say hello. As a matter of fact, Inside Access will be there starting at 2 o'clock. No one's going to be there. Forget about the game. Forget about the crush bus. Nolan McGraw's
1: there. What do you need on
2: a Friday night?
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the
0: perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
6: The latest sports news and your place to talk about it. Always. 1057 The Fan. You swear you've heard it before as it slowly
1: rumbles on.
2: Oh, boy. I'm starting to roll back to 1973 now.
1: That's
2: when I was living in Laurel's. Five years of hell. video at 801057 the Faith. Then we got wise. Moved back to the city. My old man did anyway. Subjected all that Redskins crap for all that time. What the hell am I talking about? It's three dog night, what we're talking about. Featured on it's Friday. You chose them. We're playing them. They got some hits. I mean, this one all the songs are familiar. Keith Cavanaugh was a big fan of them, and he's going to brag about it. Bob Hady Viedasrato, Nolan McGraw, Terapatimes dot com. Maryland starts their college football season next Saturday at home against Towson. From dot com, he's Keith Cavanaugh. Keith, what's up,
3: Bob? You've already started tailgating, right? Nah for that big opener at Towson. Hey, the question is, are you going to wear your throwback Sean Lendetta, Dave Meggett, or Boomer jersey for that game?
2: Boomer and of course. I have nothing against the history of (laughs) Towson football, but obviously I'm all about the Turtles. And Boomer's always been one of my favorite players, not only because he played for Maryland and he's left-handed, is he wore number seven out of tribute to Burt Jones. So what's not to like Uh. about Boomer?
3: Thank little did I know that sidebar. Very intriguing there, Haney.
2: So now you know something. All right, practice is winding down. Towson is looming with Coach Jenick, new coach there for the Tigers. But give us an update on how the team is coming together. What were the questions going into camp for Coach Loxley? What questions have been answered? Which ones remain still a little bit uh, precarious there?
3: Yeah, you know, uh, a little over a week away, Um Knock on wood, no serious injuries at least that they've disclosed. your typical camp bumps and bruises, you know, ankle tweaks, ligaments, whatnot that may slow a few guys coming out of the box early, but um you know, I think the defense of front seven is improved. They're playing smarter and playing with better fit, and there's more depth, getting more pressure. I think the secondary, despite losing two guys in the first round of the draft has filled in well with some of the transfers uh, and whatnot. You know, as we mentioned, all the skill positions are flush with talent and depth galore. But the elephant in Bob uh, Haney's living you room You don't have remains, to get personal here. What? Yeah, the elephant <laughs> in the room in Haney's uh, man cave remains the O-line, mm-hmm. which a couple of days ago, Loxley still didn't have a first five. And when you say, hey, we're looking to get, you know, 10 or 15 guys that can play, you know, it's like, hey, I got three quarterbacks. I got none. So still trying to figure out uh, that first five. Will Doomerville, the transfer from LSU, step up? Iedz from Frostburg State. You know, you got Glaze back there. Purcell from Duke, the portal transfer, looks to uh, be the uh, starting center. And Moran, of course. But, you know, that's going to be the biggest thing, uh, given Leah time. Uh, to toss it around to all these talented receivers and tight ends and giving the running backs, which is as flush a stable of talent, um, the room and gaps and holes uh, to get through. So that O-line still is being cobbled together. Who knows when they'll set on a first five, maybe – the night before the opener, um, but I like the D line. You know some of the new pieces. Jordan Phillips. Uh, yeah, we've talked about Colbert last week, the transfer from Angelo State. Donnell Brown from St. Francis. You know you're pulling some portal transfers, some some pretty obscure places, and then Quashon Fuller out of Florida State. It's time for him to step up at um, edge. Uh, but I think they're getting some more pressure. But again. It's all relative based on how good or not this O line will be.
2: Keith Cavanaugh, give our audience, uh, listeners, of course, uh, a name to watch outside of the Leahs and the Hembies, the familiar guys. Give us a name to keep an eye on for this year's Maryland football
3: team. Yeah, as I mentioned last week, Ramon Brown, the true sophomore running backs, really pushing that first group of backs. You know, he was a four star. Everyone had targeted, you know, out of Virginia to go into Virginia Tech, but he came here in a surprise move. Shalik Knox, the receiver. You know, that core is very loaded, uh, but he's had a great camp. Kellen Wyatt, the true sophomore linebacker out of um, Spalding, uh, he's really stepped up. I love the linebacking core. You know, Hippolyte's back. Gote is a headhunter. Wyatt, and then, of course, All-American preseason candidate Jay Sean Barham out of St. Francis. So, you know, I I like that front 7 and uh, the secondary, despite all the losses of Ante uh, Williams coming up from uh, Miami, the transfer, uh, but Tarheb Steele, Bo Braid, um, Dante Trader, Coley Gibson, Shepard, the transfer, yeah. You know, so they've replenished at some key spots. Um, so we'll see.
6: Now, Keith, what about you know the last year they had all-American kicker? What's the kicking situation?
3: Yeah, how's the walk-on, as we spoke about last week, um, who started his college career at Hope College in Michigan, then matriculated to Michigan State, then matriculated to Maryland. So, um, so far, you know, holding your breath, it's been pretty solid. It's not going to be Chad Ryland, uh, you know, 50 yards uh, type uh, max, uh, 52 yards on the field goals. But um, so far, so good, knock on wood. You know, you hope its confidence stays up. And then Colton Spangler, their punter, is on a lot of preseason um, watch lists as well. And they got a lot of dynamic return guys, be it Octavian Smith or whatnot. So special teams, hopefully. um, But it is just a couple walk on kickers that don't really have much game experience.
6: Is there, can you tell any difference with all the new veteran coaches?
3: Yeah, I mean, what was it? Five that turned over, mm-hmm. but you know, with the main thing is, you know, Brian Williams, you know, it was it was elevated last year to DC. That's another year for him. But with Gaddis and the familiarity with Loxley, I don't think there's too too much change. They're pretty simpatico. so uh, the offense will pretty be pretty much the same.
2: Keith Cavanaugh at Joining us here, video at Haney, 105.7 The Fantasy. does every Friday, now through the NCAA tournament, where hopefully Kevin Willard's team will make a deep run. Getting to that. We were talking recruiting last week and give us an update here in a second. But Derek Queen, let's go back to him. Because I remember talking to you about this young man a couple years back when he first blew up on the national scene as a freshman, I think at St. Francis and back then, it's like, nah, ain't gonna happen. Now it looks like Maryland may be the favorites for his services. What has changed in the last three
3: years? Yeah, I think he's going September 8th to Indiana for his official. um, They're still waiting on the exact date when he will take his official to Maryland. It's those two schools, obviously, in this day and age, where the NIL package falls, will be very key. But Derek Queen is like an Elton brand. Great hands, great feet, great post-move, cerebral, not an uber-athlete, but he's a five-star must-get. Now, Bob and Benny, since we last spoke, uh, we've jinxed ourselves because the day after last week's segment – Effiozi Oleoju, heavy, heavy lean to Maryland, Mm -hmm. 6'6", Dynamo, who was visiting on September 7th. Of course, he flipped to overtime elite. Oh,
2: my God. You know, the
3: semi-pro, grassroots, quasi-pro league. So, you know, he still has the option to retain his collegiate eligibility. But he also is in the pipeline to go pro. And then the following day out of Baltimore, Tyler Jackson out of St. Francis, a junior, one of Maryland top targets um, as well. He jumped to overtime elite as well. So by the end of the show, Bob Haney could be at overtime elite making a minimum wage. I don't know. But it's the new normal. You know, these prep Prep, you know, grassroots, pro leagues popping up here and there and, and enticing kids. Now, they still can come, but Queen and Olioju I had is the biggest Maryland leans. You know, Matthew Hodge, a 6'8", power forward, four-star New Jersey. He's visiting on the 14th. Boogie Flan, Bob Haney's That's favorite my name. new favorite guy right yeah. there. Five-star. He's visiting Maryland out of New York on 929. And then Jaden Mustaf, of course, is visiting next week and Gerard's son, but... I don't see that happening in Gerard's living down in Carolina now. I think NC State will be where he's going. And, Bob Haney, the last segment we did before the long interruption and pause when you guys had me on the uh, B list, you had asked who is the last remaining guys because football recruiting, you have 19 commits, you're ranked 42nd, you have two four-stars, 17 three-stars. Your top get is Dewan Williams, the running back out of St. Francis, who unfortunately tore his knee this spring. But uh, Jalen Harvey is really the last local guy, elite, that they're in the running for. The D end at a Quince Orchard, a Montgomery County fourth star, Maryland, Penn State, but Penn State may be trending. Everyone else has popped to Florida, to Florida State, to South Carolina, uh, and so forth and so on. Now, Ernest Willer out of Concordia Prep right down the road um, from you guys in Towson, you know, he's a four-star he has been at St. Paul's. He's been at Gilman. He's been in IMG. And now he's at Concordia Prep, six five two fifty. They may be able to pull him, but to say he's had a peripatetic um, career so far would be an understatement. And then they're still trying to flip some guys like the five-star linebacker Aaron Childs from Good Counsel has already committed to Florida, and D D Um's a four-star Deanna DeMatthews already committed to Florida State. And Loxley can work magic in flipping guys late from the DMV, so we'll see. But that's where recruiting stands in a very roundabout way.
2: Well, thank you, Keith uh, Cavanaugh, for the information. (laughs) You broke out a 50-cent word in peripatetic, which we appreciate. And where do you say that kicker was from? Hope College?
3: Yeah, Yeah. Hope College. I think it was a a Division 19 school (laughs) And he went to um, wide-left
2: community college, if I'm not mistaken. How, how will he be kicking
3: in the big house or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll hold our uh, breath and cross our fingers on uh, the field goals and the, uh, even extra points in this day and age. So, you know, all the other pieces are there. You know, injury-free so far, knock on wood. You got the quarterback. You got the skill guys. line. You know, it may have to be a lot quicker hitting offense this year with that O-line still um in question but i like all the other parts so far
2: there's hey, keith cavanaugh terrapintimes.com keith appreciate it as always yeah talk to you next friday my friend all right guys have all a right, great keith. weekend see you here's keith cavanaugh the other candidate for the place kicker is from uh off the post uh community college there mm. in uh nice. battle creek michigan it's Vinny and haiti 105 seven the fan will come back fun house mcgraw McGraw. news for the Nets. news for the Nets coming out of the it's- J O Y.
6: Works. Works sucks. They don't. Vinny and Haney. 1057 The fan. Eli's coming hot, your hot girl. Eli's coming hot. Yeah, I don't remember this. One. Oh, I, you don't? I remember this one. Eli's coming. Eli's coming you
2: hot. All right, three dog night.
0: It's how we're we
2: gonna bail? I don't know. Right coming strong because Eli's coming (laughs) three dog night featured artist Friday is chosen by you the people anything you want to hear from them a couple more hours to go send your request to Nolan McGraw he's over there waiting on the plaza port text line to make it happen for you news from the nest coming up in a matter of minutes, going to hear from Jadavian Clowney and John Harbaugh. We're going to start projecting that forty-three man roster, so stay tuned for that. Buy or sell twelve fifteen. Where's the Friday money? Rock and Baco. talk some Orioles with him from MassInSports.com. Let's get Rock to handicap the rotation, and will Jack Flaherty be part of it at any point in time here? Because right now things are still unsettled for the weekend outside of Cole Irvin against Colorado tonight. And up on lunch, coming up at 1 o'clock, American League East report at 1.15. Look at the scores last night. Look at the updated standings. And look at the schedule for this weekend in the division. And Aaron Wilson's going to be joining us from Houston. longtime reporter. Covered the Ravens for yep. years. Yep. Talking about the Houston Texans and their outlook here with a new coach, rookie quarterback, and all sorts of things. They're in rebuild, but will this thing be accelerated? And they'll have their hands full. We're guessing against the Ravens week one they better about well, ravens lose that when you think talk about, talk about running hot Ooh. everybody's going to be uh volcano hot on september 11th but we'll talk to aaron about the uh houston ball club and how they're situated on august the 25th anyway Orioles win last night over the Toronto Blue Jays. 5-3 Santana, Cedric Mullins, both two run homers. Gunner had a ribby. Kyle Gibson, eight strong. Felix Batista picks up his thirty-third save. Baltimore baseball tonight, tonight, down at Pickles Pub. Brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. Landlet to in for the old bobster. And Ryan Ripkin getting you ready for the start of this three game
4: series. Let's bring in Nolan McGraw. Quick draw. How you feeling? Feeling good. Excited to see that Crush bus in action tonight. Saw the setup. It's a good setup. It's a bus. If you haven't been down to Pickles in a while, you better get down there. Because, look, it's always crowded now that the Orioles are good. Sell out crowds all the time at Pickles. Mm -hmm. Getting a drink, though. It's a limited amount of bar space. So now you add another bar, another service area. Should be be a good uh, smooth night. Smooth. Oh, yeah. I don't know about smooth. Uh, I was looking for a different word. And
2: and if you're familiar with our setup, the bus, Crush Bus, is set up right on the hotel side where we're normally set up. We're still there. Our space has been, half is gone. Uh Uh-oh. So the Crush Bus will be serving on the inside, of course, of Pickles facing the Brook statue. So I'm looking at it this way, Nolan. And any place that has booze within six feet of me is fine. Now we just look inside at the windshield of the cross bus and do the hand gesture. You know what I mean? We kind of knock on the hood. <laughs> but the line is going to be right where we are.
4: How's the afternoon well, show going to fit three? We'll see. It is uh, it's I- tight. I- it's tight in there, dude.
2: It is tight. <laughs> I, Norm's laughing. <laughs> right. <laughs> he knows. Well, Let's just say had, I yeah. was scraping table trying to get out of there right. my big old beer belly. Made it, but scraping table nonetheless. And the other side's where everybody's going to be jammed up getting those delicious orange crushes mm-hmm. and the pizza and the beer that everyone at Pickles is going to have for you, the loyal customer. My wife loves those orange
4: crushes and she had them there at Pickles. Oh, and they're, they're Everyone's be walking slow. around with them. Yeah. The have you ever had one, Norm? Uh, not at Pickles. But, but I've, I've had some good crushes.
6: Okay, I've never had one.
2: You've good. yeah. I mean, what is it? A fruity drink? It's uh, what's it? Vodka, cl- uh, Sprite, orange juice, something. That's wrong yeah. That's name? an orange crush, a basic it, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, people suck. I can do one. It's like a Bloody Mary. Once you get all that citrus and all yeah. that, stuff, I can do one, and then it's on to the old uh, standby, the old cold beverage that's beer that I enjoy. But yeah, there. It's a nice table setter.
4: How's that sound?
2: It'll Good drink down
4: at the beach. Yeah. A lot of people drinking them down
5: there.
2: And okay. weather tonight is acceptable, could get a little
4: interesting later. I thought last night was going to be interesting.
5: Oh, you we, were melting down, That
2: wasn't a meltdown. You were your panic You were on DEFCON 2. Two? Yeah. yeah. One's the worst, by the way. Not no, five. I thought five was the worst. One's the worst. You're at DEFCON 1. It's like batting down the hatches. Yeah. You were in two. Nah. Hatches were starting to
4: get battened, whatever the hell that even means.
6: Now, is Saturday night Batista's Bobblehead night?
4: Yes. Oh, that'll. Tonight's it, the uh, flag, wearable flag, right? right? Right. So giveaways all weekend.
2: And there, as we said earlier, there's a concert downtown, oh, too. Oh, a lot of stuff going on. So and I'm, if you're coming from the north or from east, good luck. Improvise. Again, as Gunny Highway said, Clint Eastwood. Heartbreak Ridge. Improvise and adapt and overcome. Because you might have to do some As of that.
6: Liam Neeson says, good
2: luck. <laughs> well, that's the guy that said it to him. Let's go to uh, Funhouse. Quick Draws. Uh, Liam Neeson said, I will find him. And I will kill you. And I will kill you.
0: And will kill you. <laughs> you.
6: <laughs> the rudeness, tuneness oh, text spoiler. He found
2: so him. He
5: killed
0: him. Alive. <laughs> side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812.
1: I like that quick straw.
6: 1057, the fan.
4: First text here says, I wish I could have heard the conversations in the Blue Jays clubhouse after the game last night. They had the bases loaded, pushed two runs across against Gibson early, and yet he still hangs around and pitches eight innings. Being aggressive at the plate doesn't always pay off. And they've had a season-long problem cashing
2: in in big situations there. And look, hard contact, one sack fly. Mullins was back there deep center field. And Jansen ran into an out as Mullins hosed him at third base. We said it early in the show. I'm watching the fourth inning, and you're saying to me, hey, you know he's going to make it through the eighth inning. I'd be like, no, he's not. He did. And his last out was a strikeout looking backwards. K of Belt, who had yanked one into the uh, seats last at bat earlier. Tip of the cap to you, Kyle Gibson. Save the bullpen. Brandon Hyde was obviously appreciative of that. Because what do you get out of Irvin? Five? Maybe six if you're lucky.
0: But and he'll then, so the, you're
2: going to have to keep uh, the damage to a minimum. All right, look, his earn run average in the month of August is 64 with a the 163 batting average against. Cole Irvin. Not saying Sandy Koukvax, no hyperbole here, but he's been very effective for them in this role with the rotation now extended to six men, depending on Flaherty's status, of course.
6: Bob, is our boy, uh, has he done anything down in Norfolk? Bauman.
4: I don't know if he's pitched yet.
6: He just just went
4: down a couple of of days ago. And time for one more here. Um, Texter says, I think it would be fitting if Dean Kramer got the ball to start game one of a playoff series. This rebuild was uh, preceded by a disastrous 2018 season where they sold off everyone. The lone piece remaining from all those trades, Dean Kramer.
2: Well, fitting, sure, appropriate, I don't know. It's all about who's earned that top spot. And right now, Kyle Bradish is the best starting pitcher in the Orioles rotation. By the way, Kramer wasn't even the prize of that trade. It was using the LDS who's not even in the organization anymore. Last I checked, I think he's back in the Dodgers organization. Outfielder, immensely talented, could not stay healthy. Constantly hurt. And here's old Dean Kramer with his flowing locks, just hitting the post every fifth day, winning most of his starts. His season turned around. We've talked about it on the show. We talked about it last night on BBT with Ryan Ripken, brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. When he won that start in Atlanta because he had a rough April, yeah. first start in May. And we were talking about if he gets rocked here, he's probably going to the minor leagues. He won that start, hasn't looked back since, and hopefully will be part of that Orioles rotation in the postseason, because I think he's earned it. When we come back, Terrell Suggs earned something. We're going to talk about that. News from the Nest style. Going to hear from John Harbaugh, Jadavian Clowney as well. We'll count our weekend money, buy or sell, and rock a